Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Megan. Are you grumpy today? I'm not grumpy today. Do we have to talk about this? (laughs) Yes, we do. I just think it's so funny. So guys, we are doing a More Than Mom episode today. Um, If you're a new listener, we do these on Sundays every now and then. Well, what, a couple times a month, I guess? Yes, twice a month. We just talk about fun stuff. Just fluffy, light topics. It's not like Tuesday episodes where we dig in deep on parenting issues. This is just Sarah and I talking about whatever's on our mind. And I came up with this idea. I love it. Because Tuesday of this week, the week that we were recording... Um, we both were grumpy and I will tell you, I didn't know I was grumpy till you said you were grumpy. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm grumpy too. <laughs> so it got me thinking about like our grumpiness. Tri- like, you know, we were usually pretty upbeat yeah. on this show because we like talking, even if, on days I'm in a grumpy mood, I'm always happy when I'm talking to you, yeah. Sarah. Um, so we probably sound like we're just like come off, like we're just chipper and happy right. all the time, but we are not. No, everybody gets grumpy. It's a universal topic. And yes. I know that these episodes are not really about motherhood and parenting, but I also think that it's, it's okay for kids to know that moms get grumpy. It's actually better. Absolutely. I think if you can say like, this is me grumpy rather than just internalize it and say, this right. is me who I am, because it really, when you're right. grumpy, it is like, like wearing a different hat. It is like a different yes. kind of day. Yeah. It's like wearing it. Like I think of it as a filter. Yeah. That's yeah. That's my like that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me kind of dark and sharp. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. 
Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place dot com code mom hour. All right. Are we ready to dig into getting grumpy? Yeah. Megan and Sarah getting grumpy. Okay. I'm going to, I have some questions that okay. I'm going to ask and we can either jump back and forth or you can answer and then I'll, then I'll weigh in. Okay. Um, but the first question I have for you, Sarah, is what kind of scenarios lead to you being grumpy in the first place? Like what are your triggers? Yeah. I mean, this is such a good question because if you don't know the answer to this question, you might be getting grumpier more often, right? Like we can just like, yeah. And just yeah. like, we know this about our kids, right? It's good to know right. it about ourselves. So um, the ones I made a note of are anytime I'm feeling time strapped or behind schedule is a trigger for me. Um, if I've had a plan and it's going awry, which can lead to feeling time strapped or behind, those are related. Um, another one for me is if I've had a particularly big emotional upset and I don't really slow down to, I don't know, talk it through with somebody or like let myself feel the feelings, I will get grumpy like a day or two later and think, hmm. why am I so grumpy? And then realize, oh, like that was a really rough day that, that we had. That there, thing is still right. there. And it just kind of like seeps out. It's got, it's got to go somewhere, right? Um, yeah. Also having to go anywhere on a Friday night makes me super grumpy. I what really, is it about a Friday night? I really like staying in on Friday nights. It feels like... um I don't know. It just feels like hunkering down. Well, it seems like it's a nice transition to the weekend, right? So you don't have to jump out exactly. of week mode right into weekend mode. You get like a night. Exactly. And we're in. more likely, yes, we're more likely to order takeout and pour a five o'clock cocktail instead of waiting yeah. until the kids go to bed or put on a movie for the kids and like go in the other room and just talk. So I just, I love our Friday nights in. And because I'm a creature of routine, if you disrupt that, I might get grumpy. Um, and then I said being hot, we're going to talk about weather later, but I just being <laughs> hot is a trigger. I don't like to be hot. How about you? Okay. 
Um, well, you know, I've actually just started kind of realizing some things about my energy patterns. I've always known they've been all over the place. Like mm-hmm. I've always known I'm not somebody who works steadily eight to five every day. That's just never been my thing, but I haven't quite been able to like wrap my brain around how I like what I do, how I do work. Right. So I've realized I'm like in three, I'm in three different, in one of three different phases at all times. I'm either in hardcore consumption phase, which means I'm just taking in information, mm-hmm. taking it in, taking it in, or I'm in synthesizing phase, which means I'm thinking, which it could literally mean I'm staring at a wall like mm-hmm. all day. And I can, and then I, and then there's productivity mode. And I think when I feel, when I'm in one mode and I want to be in that mode, but things keep getting in my way Mm -hmm. and not allowing me to be in that mode, particularly when I get in productivity mode, because Mm -hmm. when I'm in productivity mode, I feel like I could do the work of a week in one day, Mm -hmm. but I feel like what always happens is stuff, you know, you can't do that because life continues to happen. And like, uh, you know, maybe that's the day a kid is sick mm-hmm. or that's the day that you have a bunch of errands you have to run in addition to all this other stuff yeah. you're going on. So I get grumpy when like my external forces that are at play don't line up with what pattern or what energy mode I'm in. That's so, is, yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. Cause I feel yeah. like ours are almost similar, except mine is not about internal energy patterns at all. It's about like what I've decided to do that day. It's like about right. the plan. Yours is much more about like the, this sort of like intuitive feeling of the space you want to be in. But in both cases, we get grumpy when the world interferes. The world, right. The world is still going on. That doesn't care. My kids don't care that I am in want to stare at the wall and not talk to anyone mode or whatever it is. And so I get grumpy. It's kind of like that whole when expectations don't match reality or what you wish were was reality isn't matching actual reality. Um, And, and sometimes it's like delayed grumpy because Mm -hmm. I'll get stressed Mm -hmm. and I'll get like irritable, but like low level irritable, or I'll get like, I get like, I go through the gamut of emotions and sometimes the grumpiness doesn't come until later Mm -hmm. or I don't recognize it Mm -hmm. until later as grumpiness. Okay. So moving on to the second question. Okay. We've talked a lot about our Enneagram Mm -hmm. um, personalities on the show. And for people who don't know, we, we did a, a whole show about personality types, right? We did. It was a, a long episode. time ago, but we can also, we we've mentioned it again. And we'll, well, if you don't know what we're talking about, we can put a link in the show notes and you guys can check it out and go down that rabbit hole if you haven't before. Yeah. We're going to shove you right off the, the side of that rabbit hole. Cause it is, and it's an amazing tool. Like I've done personality tests. I love personality tests, but, um, Enneagram I found to be transformative. I mean, it really made me look at my personality in a very different way. And I feel like I make everyone take the test that I know. And Sarah, you and I have discussed our results um, ad nauseum. But basically what it is, the way it kind of differs from like Myers-Briggs is that instead of just telling you the way you kind of project out into the world, it really goes deeper and talks about the reasons. Like what is your, your, what is your main motivator in life? What is the thing you are afraid of or the thing that you need or whatever it is? And that is the thing that kind of drives you and then anywhere within there, you can be like a healthy version of that number or or a less healthy version or a super unhealthy version. So there's like a huge spectrum of ways that that can manifest. Right. So Sarah, you're a one. I am. How does your Enneagram oneness play into grumpiness? Um, well, that is a great question. Ones often see, see like a clear right way to do things. And, and I put right in quotation marks because... There is no one right way, but right right could mean um, like a moral version of right, like standing on moral high ground about something being kind of important from a value standpoint. And right could also just mean 
like efficient and the best way to do something. And sometimes they sometimes those two are two are actually sort of tangled up. Like the right. the fastest most efficient way to do things is also somehow morally the best way to do things. Right. And well, so right because you can you can moralize things that aren't inherently moral, mm-hmm, correct? Like mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Definitely. Yeah. Um and we also ones also really enjoy thinking through the details of things, which means that if someone else calls into question the way we're doing things or or even just like somehow threatens our sense of what's right and what we've thought through, it can feel like a personal attack almost because it's like in our minds, we think we've thought of this already. So why would you suggest another way? I've already been through this in my mind. Um, And when we're not in our healthiest place, ones can get very critical of little things about others. And I think that's just a grumpy place to be. That's, I don't know. That's like a chicken and egg. Like, are you grumpy because you're out looking for your spouse or your kid's little socks that they left out on the floor or, or is the fact that you're doing that making you grumpy? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, it goes both ways. And so it can get into a cycle. It can, and it seems like it become a cycle. Yeah. How about you? Ones, ones are, what's the, like, what's I think the, it's the reformer, like the, ideal, the, the reformer. reformer, which okay. is it, actually it, you, you almost said idealist. And I think in different, depending on what you read, it can be both. Um, the yeah, reformer okay. is connects more with me because a one will walk into a room and it, it, again, it could be from a nitpicky negative perspective, or it could be from a do good or improvement perspective, but a mm. one will walk into a room and see the things they want to fix. And depending on how kind of healthy you are, that can be a grumpy place to be. If you're walking yeah. into every room or every relationship or every conversation, nitpicking at what's wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a two. Um, interestingly, I have a lot of ones in my life. We've mm-hmm. talked about this. You have a lot of twos in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of funny how that happens. I think people are drawn to certain mm-hmm. types for a reason. Um, but twos are, I've seen them referred to as the helper. I think I've seen them referred to as the caretaker in, in one of mm-hmm. the um, books that I read. And it's really like, it's very, and I have gone around and around. Sarah, I was reading a book about the Enneagram last week and had a moment of panic. I thought I had mistyped myself, <laughs> like literally had a moment of panic and then realized, nope, like I read it through and I was like, yeah. no, I'm still, I'm still right. But, um, twos are really, they seek love through being important to other people. That's really basically what it is. Like that's okay. the motivator, right? So where a two can get unhealthy or where a two can be problematic is that we don't like to let people down. Um, and if something doesn't go right, there's this knee jerk shame blame mm-hmm. situation that we have. Like, even if no one else is pointing a finger and saying, this is your fault. It's very easy for a two to, to internalize mm-hmm. guilt or fault. Um, even when there's like really literally no fault to be had, right. like no one's at fault, but a two will still feel that they are at fault. Uh, and there's some kind of weird, like you, you were talking about your cycle that you get in or like this mm-hmm. weird roundabout way. So I, so I will feel guilty for not meeting an expectation and then irritated because I feel guilty and I start to feel defensive and not want to meet that expectation or resentful and not want about, to meet the expectation yeah. or I feel resentful that I have to meet the expectation, which mm-hmm. is dumb because no one said I had to, you see what I'm saying? Yep. Like I create, it's like I create it in my mind and that is a super grumpy roller coaster to get on because mm-hmm. you can't win. That yeah. is not, you can't win that game because it, it, it turns things that aren't real yeah. into like you're, you're operating from a place like from a truth. That's not even true. So that is definitely like I get unhappy and stressed because I think someone else is unhappy or stressed because of me. And then the stress leads to me being grumpy Mm -hmm. about it. Cause I'm like, well, why does that person expect that of me anyway? And they never even said that they did. 
So yeah, it's it knowing that about myself actually has helped me start heading things off at the pass, not saying yes to things or apologizing for things I didn't do because mm-hmm. that's also a way to start spiraling down that grumpy path. Because you kind of set yourself, you're, you're telling the wrong story. Like if I apologize for something where I didn't actually mean harm or even cause harm, mm-hmm. that I'm starting to write a story that's not true. And then it's really hard not to see that story through. So anyway, I think that that's been, I don't know, I've, I've really, really liked digging into that, that kind of stuff. And it helps me figure out, um, just those triggers and how to get. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine too, that twos have a habit of overextending themselves. And part of that is because you have created that story. So then you look for ways, how can I be helpful? How can I be needed? And then you're overextending yourself, which is a really good way to be grumpy. If you're, (laughs) especially if the other person doesn't want your help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And no one, you know, no one's expecting that of you. You've just, right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a fun one. So tell me about a weather related thing that makes you grumpy. So we're in very different areas. What is the weather like where you are today? It is um, beautiful. It, it's <laughs> cold for California, which means, you know, it was like 48 or 50 this morning, but it'll be 65 and it's sunny. So it's 65 yeah. and sunny. And here it is in Michigan. It is gray. It has been cold all week, but then we had a melt um, that then froze again. Ugh. That's like the rottenest stuff that you get this time of year where it's up and down, it's gray, and then there's snow, and then the snow melts, and then it freezes back over and everything yeah. ice rink. So tell me about your weather, petty weather-related grump. Well, I have one really specific one, but I will say that weather can legitimately make me grumpy. Um, and I lived in Arizona for 10 years, which has extreme heat. I also did seven winters in Chicago, but I will say heat makes me grumpier than cold in general. But I have something even more specific, and that is the sun in my eyes. If the sun is directly in my eyes and I'm trying to do something, um, driving or even walking or, you know, anything where it's directly affecting me, sunglasses are great, but they don't help when the sun is literally directly in my eyes. And it is almost like a physical, like a, like a claustrophobia almost. It's like, I have to, you know that feeling if you're walking or driving towards something and the sun is almost behind a building, but not quite. And you know that if you just move a little bit more, you're going to get the relief of like, oh, finally, I'm not looking directly in the sun. Like that feeling to me is like, yeah, it's like a claustrophobia and it is a super grumpy trigger. And interestingly, both my dad and my son have very similar things with Reed. It was when he was really little we almost didn't realize what it was until I started putting sunglasses on him when he was, I don't know, three or four, if we were out in really bright sunlight and it changed his mood. He just really doesn't like the sun in his eyes. That's and so neither funny. do I. Yeah. I will get really grumpy about driving into the sun to the point that I will change plans if I realize I'm heading westerly. Yeah. Around the around sunset time. Yeah. So I, I get it. I don't yeah. know that it's my biggest because right now I just really like some sun. Right. Um, <laughs> That's true. I know. I know. Well, you know, it's interesting. I don't love cold, but I don't mind it that much. You can always get away from it. Like even if I go outside and it's super cold and my face hurts like that kind of cold, I can get in my car and start it up. And within a minute or two, I'm, I'm pretty warm. So it's not cold so much that bothers me. It's all the hassle that comes yeah. with this time mm-hmm. of year. Um, two in particular, two things. I really need a pedicure. I am doing this yoga challenge, which means I stare at my feet a lot yeah. right now. And somehow accidentally matched my pedicure to my yoga mat, which makes me so happy. I can't even (laughs) tell you how happy it makes me to look down at my feet and have my toes coordinate with my yoga mat. However, there is no good way to schedule a pedicure in January in Michigan. Yeah. 
because if I go in on a cold day and then I put my boots on when I leave, my yeah. pedicure will be ruined by the yeah. time I get home. But I'm not going to wear sandals right. because it's cold and I'll right. fall. So, like, I just find myself in this place where I literally just, I'm in this, like, spinning my wheels. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I could do my own toenails, which is fine. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But, okay, so here's, here's where it gets even, like, this bent gets even more ridiculously <laughs> petty. Because the last time I got a pedicure, it was at, um, it was at the nail salon. Uh-huh. They use that crazy top coat. Uh-huh. And it takes forever to get off. So I like, was going to ask you, do you feel as grumpy about it if you just have nothing on your toes? Because I would rather have nothing on my toes. It's all the modern, like my, it's, it's the modern yeah. dancer in me. I don't mind bare toes. I hate chipped, like two month old pedicure is so, it drives me bananas, but I don't mind yeah. nothing on my toes at all. So I don't, in theory, mind nothing on my toes. I will say a couple of years ago, I dropped a wine bottle on my toe and my toenail has not been quite the same since. And I don't feel that it looks attractive without yeah. polish on it. But I don't mind the look, especially in the summer when it, like, I don't know, it has a chance to get some exposure yeah. to the sun and yeah. aren't all yellow and weird. Like, right. then I feel like my toes look fine. But getting the toenail polish off right. last time was a major, like, I had to soak them. It was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and go in and maybe sit there for an hour or just have my sandals on and walk really fast to my car. I don't know what I'm going to do. But my other... That brings me to my other vent about this time of year is that I'm already a klutz. Like I have a hard time not hurting myself just on a good day. Yeah. Like not walking into something, not tripping over yeah. a crack in the sidewalk. And when it's icy out like it is going to be for like the next two months, I am a danger to myself and others. Like <laughs> I can't walk without slipping everywhere. Like I just feel like I am. It's I walk out of my house every day and who knows what's going to happen to me. Okay. And last year I had two bad falls. Yeah, that really I remember that last So year. now I'm yeah. even a little more paranoid. So I do that walk like a penguin thing that you're supposed to do when it's really icy. Right. Have you seen the, right. the pictures yes. of these? Yes. Like, yes. Like you keep your hands out and you waddle. <laughs> um, so I waddle everywhere. It's ridiculous. Well, you are going to be on a plane in just a couple of days out here to see me. So we can solve the pedicure yes. problem. We can <gasps> put the sun yeah, in your eyes. Yeah, maybe I'll just wait. Okay, I'll just wait till I come there. That's actually perfect. I mean, I'm going to hate to come out there with gross looking toes, but knowing... I can take care of it quickly when I get there. Yeah, and keep your flip-flops on. And keep my flip-flops on. Okay, that's great. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. 
Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okie doke. Sarah, not so long ago, we set intentions for the year. We, we each picked a word. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first, was our first episode of the year? I think yeah. it's the January 8th episode. So we have, okay. if you're behind, we have episodes on January 1st and January 8th where we talked about this idea of intentions. But where we really, yeah. actually it was both. We, we kind of talked about our words, but we really went deep uh, in the second epi- episode of the year on January 8th. Okay. So yours was invite and mine was patience. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering... Um, if anything about that intention or trying to see that intention through or trying to live it or, or anything, um, has made you grumpy. I, well, I think that's a really interesting question because I think of the new year intentions is like all of this positive energy. Um, but I think a lot of us are trying to change habits. And when you change habits, you run up against all kinds of things about yourself (laughs) that, that, you know, may or may not be grumpy in some ways. So that was, I had to think about this question, how I would answer it, but my word for the year was invite. And I meant that literally. And then also in this kind of more philosophical sense that I talked about in the episode, but I have done a fair amount of literal inviting. I had a birthday party for my six-year-old just turned six. We're having a Super Bowl party this year. Uh, it will have just happened. I think when this, nope, it will still be coming up when this episode airs. So I have sent out some evites. I've invited friends for coffee. I have been in inviting mode. And the wow. flip side of that is that being overscheduled can make me grumpy. <laughs> so I wouldn't say that like it has made me grumpy, but it's something I'm it could. <laughs> I'm aware of when I look at my calendar and I'm like, you know, tomorrow uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. Tomorrow I'm going hiking with my friend Catherine, who's a friend of the podcast, and you know her, Megan. And that is like, I'm totally looking forward to it. But I invited her to get together like a couple of weeks ago and now it is on my schedule. And that's something I have to be aware of because having too much on my schedule can make me grumpy. Does that make sense? Like I, I, yeah. I still want to go on the hike, but I am dealing with the realities of having been in invitation mode. So, yeah. Well, OK, so mine was patience and kind of to dovetail with that, I have embarked on this crazy pants yoga challenge through my studio where I'm taking I have to take 60 classes in the first two months of the year. Um, so it's been interesting because first of all, I find myself wanting to front load a lot. Like I'm traveling twice in the next two months. So I am mm-hmm. front loading. Like I'm on, I've already taken my 31st class and we're recording this on the 24th. Mm-hmm. So I'm ahead, but like, I kind of wish I could just be done next week. Like, yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to do all of the, like, and that's not the point, right? The right. point is 
to have a sustainable daily practice, not to do 60 yoga classes in a month and then never do yoga again. So I have to kind of remind myself, like, this is a sprint right now because I have to kind of sprint to stay ahead. Right. Because I'm not going to be able to go every single day, but also like that's not the point. And so that's been interesting. And so um, I've also had to really try, and it's not exactly grumpiness. I think it's actually really been good for me, but it's hard for me to sometimes get through these classes and just like at the pace the teacher sets. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's really hard not to be thinking ahead to what's next or um, mentally trying to guess. Like I'm going enough now that I can remember the teacher's mm-hmm. different styles mm-hmm. and I kind of know how they structure their classes. And so every time I find myself mentally trying to get ahead of them and thinking I know their number, I swear every time they, they change it up. I'm sure they do that on purpose. Right. It's probably some kind of like a teaching method but like I will think I know what's going to happen and then it will be different and that makes me grumpy because I thought testing your patience it's testing my patience and then also related to this yoga thing I just have a really petty vent okay so I spent 40 bucks on a water bottle I know that's not that much like I know people spend more than that on water bottles but to me yeah for something that is a (laughs) that holds free water right it just felt like a lot of money and it's one of those stainless steel insulated ones it's beautiful um, it's by Swell. I really like it. It's crazy how insulated it is. Like I leave it in my car all mm-hmm. the time and it's been negative degrees out and it won't, the water will not freeze. Mm-hmm. I don't understand awesome. the, the magic that makes that happen. But here's, here's my petty vent. About four people in every class have one of these bottles at mm-hmm. least. And they're a little top heavy okay. and the base isn't very big. And so if you're in a class, especially if you're in a class where you're using a lot of props and mm-hmm. stuff, it is so easy to knock them over. And so at least four or five times in every class I've been in, often it's me. You know, you're getting into this place where everyone's breathing and maybe you're in Shavasana or whatever. And then it's like, clang, because this bottle falls over and then rolls across the floor or spins or runs into a wall or whatever. And I'm just like, why didn't they think that through? Yeah. They need like a rubber like heavy. A rubber base. Yeah, like a base. That's or like- make it a little, make it a little fatter on the bottom but then it won't fit in your cup holder. That's whatever I don't you know, want. I kind of think maybe it would. I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. That's I'm really funny. It is the pettiest of petty vents, but now I'm just, I wish it had feet. Yeah. Or like or a like little suction. Like when you, you can <laughs> suction like baby dishes to the high chair tray, yes. like a little, yes. little suction. Feet. And I also, I, I find myself, and you know, that also triggers my two-ness because if it's me that does it, I'm like, oh man, now everyone's going to think like I ruined Shavasana or right. I will think to myself, I wonder how the teacher, the instructor feels about these water bottles. Yeah. Like if they just wish that nobody had them because it happens in every class. That's I don't so know. Funny. I'm thinking way too much about what other people think about my, my water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga. All right. Okay. Moving on to the next one. Um, in what way are your kids most likely to trigger your grumpiness and are they aware when you're grumpy or like, do they call you out on it? Oh, yes. For those of you who have really little kids, your really little kids still perceive these things. But when they get older, they will specifically call you out on it. So a big grumpy trigger for me with my kids is um, and I think I've talked about this on the show, but anytime I'm perceiving that they are being uh, ungrateful, especially if we've gone to great lengths to do something fun. So this tends to happen mm. like in the summer or on vacation. We're going to the pool it's hard to take kids to the pool or the beach or the theme park or the fun places. And, you know, we, we have a reputation for not liking that kind of fun around here right. because it is, it's hard work. And luckily my kids have gotten to the point where it's, 
it is fun. We do go, we take them out to the movies. We go out to dinner as a family. And I really like that we're in that phase. But if I perceive that they are like, let's say they we've just done and spent a bunch of money and we've been to the movies and then they start whining for ice cream or like they start fighting or they start not wanting to get out of the swimming pool. And my trigger is like, I did all this for you guys. I spent all this money. <laughs> I worked so hard so you could have fun. And you, that's like what's going on in my head. And so, um, they do call me on it because what tends to happen is I get really sarcastic. I'll say things like, well, I guess next time we won't go to the pool or be really like a little bit flippant about it. And it's made them sad before. Like they've been like, mom, don't say that. Like, and so I, we've had conversations about it and I've said, look, I reserve the right to be grumpy. If you guys are acting like ungrateful, you know, little brats. No, I wouldn't say that. But if you, if you are acting if you're bickering and fighting and acting ungrateful when we do these fun things, I reserve the right to have that be a grumpy trigger, but I will try to check my sarcasm because the sarcasm comes out and they, they like it, it puts them, it stops them in their tracks. They're like, right. Yeah. That's nasty mom. (laughs) Well, and it's like, it's kind of like the way we would talk to our kids. Like you, you can feel however you want. Yeah. Right. Um, but but like, let's not make other people feel uncomfortable yes. because of the way you feel. Exactly. <laughs> like, and yes. the sarcasm yeah. is like a cheap shot, right? It's like, right. Me being, and it's usually, it's usually not true, which is like rule number one about threats is like, you better be able to follow through. Right. But I'll right. say things exactly. like, well, I guess next time we just won't do this. And the truth mm-hmm. is that's probably not true. Right. Like we right. are probably right. going to do you it. You are again. probably going to do so it. So yep. it's totally not useful and they don't, they pick right up on it and they don't like that. So we've had conversations about that, but I still reserve the right to be grumpy. <laughs> I love it. All right. How about um, you? Well, so I know that I, yes, my kids are aware. I think Clara is the most aware. And I don't know if it's just because she and I are closer. I don't know if she's just particularly sensitive. She's so sweet and sensitive and tends to take a lot of stuff on herself, Um, which, you know, has made, has checked, made me check myself a Mm -hmm. lot because I, I can see in her face, like she knows. So she like little things I always think are subtle. Like if I'm annoyed because I'm being interrupted and I, I'll do like a really hard inhale like yeah yeah and my nostrils are flaring yeah. and she immediately apologizes yeah now I don't feel like the boys ever would have done stuff like that right. like they probably don't pay that close of attention to my no- my nostrils but like Clara is up in it and yeah so she'll apologize and she's really not done anything wrong and then I feel bad but then I get grumpy because I'm like well you don't have to apologize you didn't do yeah. anything yeah <laughs> so it's like it again is that vicious cycle um my biggest grumpiness, I think, again, interruptions. I used to be way better about interruptions. I think now it's because I'm not in, I'm not in the habit of having, how do I put this? When a three-year-old or a two-year-old is tugging on your sleeve, it doesn't feel like an interruption. It's just parenting. Yeah. But now because I feel like they should know better yeah. or they should be able to wait, it feels like a legit interruption. Yeah. It's like, you know, like I'm in the middle of something. Don't you see that? So that's probably my number one grumpy trigger. My other one is when I've decided I'm done for the night, mm-hmm. I'm done. And I have a long fuse. Like I will, I will entertain questions. I will let the kids push their um, bedtimes without getting too mean about it or grumpy. Like I am great, great, great. But then I have a cutoff. Yeah. And when the cutoff is done, when I have decided kitchen's closed, I'm done parenting. And I'll even say I'm done parenting now. Right. My parenting is over. It's, I'm done now. Um, if they continue, like even seeing their faces yeah. <laughs> makes me so annoyed. And I, it's just because I know they want something. And yeah. sometimes like Clara the other night, you know, kept coming in my room to remind, to tell me one more thing, one more thing. And it was all happy stuff. It wasn't like she didn't want anything yeah. from me. She just wanted to say goodnight again. And I was having, and then I'm having a really hard time. Like I'm having to 
like breathe my way through yeah. it because I'm it's so over for yeah. me. I'm just and then she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're like, stop <laughs> just apologizing. Like, yes, exactly, exactly. So uh, <sighs> yeah, we both get there, right? We both get grumpy. Everybody um, does. Yes, I know. So I'm actually going to ask these last two in, in opposite order than okay. what I had written down. But uh, we both recently had a grumpy day, the same grumpy day. Yes. So you just describe the day, what went wrong and like how your grumpiness manifested. Yeah. And we should say like these were very run of the mill grumpy days. These weren't like yes. something terrible happened. It was the kind right. of grumpiness we're talking about where you're like, why am I so irritated today? Right. Um, so I looking back, it was Tuesday of this week that we're recording and Monday was the Martin Luther King Day holiday and it was Violet's actual birthday. And we put her party on that day, which, you know, I still stand by as it made sense at the time because it was a day off of school. We had the party. We had her actual birthday, but it was a lot. Um, and so Tuesday morning, not only do I feel like I'm a day behind in work and in life because my kids had Monday off of school and we you know, had a family day. But also Violet was a total basket case that morning. Like she oh, was no. like, didn't want to go to school, cry, like things that, that normally don't happen. Like, like Brian had to, we had to put her in the car. Brian takes her, takes them all to school and like physically take her arm. You know how they do that thing where they grab on. She wanted yeah. me and had to like wrestle myself from her grasp. And she like screamed all the way to school and Brian had to walk Ugh. her in. Like one of those kind of. So that was like a really downer way to start the day. Cause I, you know, it was in my mind, like why I think she just was overwhelmed from her birthday and it was a three day weekend. So Tuesday came rough and early and cold. Um, so that kind of got me started. And then I was looking ahead at my Wednesday and I had two things on Wednesday that were going to kind of also interrupt what I would think of as like a full productive work day. So I had this one day Tuesday and I was like a day behind looking at the day ahead and I just felt like I spun my wheels work-wise. And then mm -hmm. I don't even remember, I mean, you and I worked together on Tuesday on stuff. And I don't even remember, it wasn't like bad things were happening. Well, I the just funny thing like, is yeah. we actually got a lot done that day. <laughs> <laughs> when I looked back at that day, because I was also grumpy and felt unproductive. When I looked back, I was like, wow, like you, you had this whole solution you came up with for a, a print thing that I needed. Yeah, that was the highlight. And... That like 45 minutes was the highlight of my day. <laughs> but like there were a lot of conversations going back and forth. There were emails that got answered. Like we got a yeah. lot done, but it didn't for whatever it was, our perception was off. Like yeah. both of us had the wrong perception. We're telling the wrong story to ourselves about how that day went. Um, all right. Well, are you yeah, ready that, for me to talk about yeah, my day? that was, that was pretty much it. It was feeling time crunched and that was, yes. you know, one of my big triggers. And so for me, it was one of those days where I just woke up and had a ton of productive energy and a lot of stuff that I both wanted to get done and knew that I could, like, I, I felt it. Like I was in the you were zone. ready. Yeah. I was ready and I was working and I was there and I was managing and multitasking and all these things and stupid little stuff kept getting in the way. Like little things came up. Like I ended up having to drive, um, like take Jacob to the secretary of state office, like our DMV. And it just ate up time. And like, and then that didn't work out the way I thought it would. So I had to take him someplace else. And like, Th that was dumb. And then like other little things, like I forgot I had to call the shop to get my car in. And like, I don't know, like I didn't get someone in the line right away, which yeah. I hate. And they had to call me back. I do not like to have to like leave a message and yeah. get a call later. Yeah. That Cause I don't like to have my phone on. I don't like to right. be interrupted by my phone. So right. I usually have my ringer off. So like having to turn my ringer on annoyed me like just yeah. little, little stuff. And then William called me from school at three and was like, Hey, are you coming? And I had forgotten. I said, I pick him up. Usually he gets a ride on Tuesdays, but, um, and I was right in the middle of having this print job sent to Staples. So like, I didn't know which one to see through, like right. make Will wait. I'm already right. feeling kind of guilty because I was supposed to be there. So I'd let him down or do I let work down by not getting this order done? And I had to kind of 
talk that through with myself. So just like one little thing after another. Yeah. Then I go to my yoga class that night and the class was called release and restore. So I thought it was restorative yoga, which was exactly what I wanted. Like right. just lying around basically in Shavasana for an hour in the dark, <laughs> but it was a myofascial release class. So basically what that means is like you're using like tennis balls and yeah, other tools. Yeah, like foam rollers and stuff. And foam rollers yeah. to work your muscles. So it's like, it's like when you go in for a massage and it's a hard massage, like yeah. it's really good for you and it feels good like the next day, but it's, but it's not, not relaxing. Yeah. It's not easy. It's uncomfortable. Um, it's not paced like a yoga class. I didn't like get up a good sweat, like none of that. It was just kind of uncomfortable and painful. So by the time I get out of the class, now I'm tired because it's like evening now. And I get home and Claire's like bouncing off the walls and, you know, wants to talk to me about whatever she was doing while I was gone. And that's when I realized I was grumpy. It took me the whole day and it was me being tired and wanting to go to bed. And like the house wasn't ready for bed yet. That was like the thing that made me realize. Yeah. And I will also point out um, that it was HelloFresh day and I look forward to HelloFresh day. Like, like it's a big thing for me. But you and I both got our delivery day wrong. Yeah. We, so we both a, thought it was, was HelloFresh day. <laughs> there was a mix up. There wasn't until the next week. And that was also like, oh, so yeah. I have to think of my own dinner yeah. idea. And like, I have to go buy food now. Yeah. So it was just like, it was like a lot of like little expectations, not meeting realities. So I have a question for you, but quickly before your last okay. question, do you ever, cause we just both described fairly petty grumpy days meaning like the things that happened were like not nothing was life or death but that's right. that's the definition of like grumpiness i feel like it's, right that's, i wasn't angry i no, wasn't, wasn't despair or, or, yeah, yeah exactly i wasn't despairing right <laughs> but do you ever have like the little voice in your head that is like because i do but i don't know if this is just my personality like you're so fortunate you shouldn't be grumpy about this like you there's like you don't deserve to be grumpy kind oh. of oh um, no, actually, I'm pretty good at just feeling what I'm feeling. Yeah, because I think I I think I do sometimes. I think and well, then I could see compiling it, exactly because right? you're yeah. just not giving yourself permission to be petty for a second. And I love like sometimes yeah. when you text me, you're like, can I be petty for a second? I'm always like, oh, yes, please, yes. <laughs> please continue. <laughs> but like there, I think certain personalities, including mine, think, well, other people have it way worse than me or I shouldn't feel yeah. upset about that. Or like, get it together, dummy, you know? So yeah, I'm just, no. it's just an observation because yeah. there are, it's sometimes we have petty grumpy days. That's just. We do. And I think for me, where the, where I would feel a pang or, or the mental little negative critical voice talking to me is if because of my grumpiness, I hurt someone's feelings or. Oh yeah. I would, I don't then, have then, that part. <laughs> right. I would be like, oh man, I can't like get it together. Like you yeah. don't have to do that. And then that compiles it too. So like right. it's. Or compounds it. It always, like, it adds, it's an add-on. Right. It's an add-on feature. <laughs> it's a special feature. <laughs> it's a special feature. Okay, so you've had many grumpy days in all your years of life. So what are some tried and true cures for you? Um. Okay, I mean, the first one is just saying out loud that I'm grumpy. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. I think it helps to say it to whoever, a friend, uh, yep. and, and to yourself. Like, just say, like, this is what I'm feeling right now. and And no judgment about it. Like, I was just talking about it. Like... Um, I think alone time for me as an introvert, um, Mm -hmm. and as someone who craves it and seems to crave more of it, the older I get, even though I have a fair amount now, I think that's why like this week in particular felt like, ah, leave me alone world, um, humor in any medium. So like funny, dumb internet memes, funny TV, um, 
entertainment or it doesn't have to be humor, like any good quality entertainment. I'm listening to a couple of really good podcasts right now. Anything that takes me away and feels kind of indulgent. But I would say a lot of that would be humor. Just even just like a, a texting conversation with a friend that's funny and yeah, snarky like you and I yeah. have. So that kind of humor really um, I can get grumpiness can bring out like the sharper, sarcastic wit in me. And I think as long as I'm not using it to hurt people, as long as it's being used to like safely vent or, you know, snark about something in a safe place, then I think that does actually help a little bit. It's not I don't think snarkiness is a safe is like a good strategy for long term grumpiness, but I think it can. Right. It can take the edge off. Okay. Um, I would say yoga, except for that class I went to, (laughs) (laughs) but a regular yoga class, something where I can't think for a little while, like, and just focus on, um, the present moment, breathe, blah, blah, blah. I always come out of that feeling better. Uh, A bath Mm -hmm. is like my, like I bath, like it's like take baths, like it's my job right now. And it's like, no matter what's wrong with me, a bath will solve it. Um, interestingly, I also want to be alone when I'm grumpy Mm -hmm. or I find that as a cure and I am an extrovert. So, so in theory, I should gain energy from being around other people. But the problem is for me, when I'm grumpy, I don't feel like I'm the person I want to be around other people. So being around other people doesn't help. Yeah. (laughs) Like it just, I feel like I'm not in the right headspace for it or I'm not able to make people feel good because I don't feel good or whatever it is. So I actually like to be by myself and just quiet. Um, And I would say a full eight, maybe nine out of 10 times that I'm grumpy the root cause is that I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Like the root, the root reason it's gotten to the point where I even notice it mm-hmm. and it's not manifesting just as like low level stress because stress can lead to grumpiness, but stress and grumpy to me is not the same. Yeah, agreed. Um, so usually when I, by the time I get to the grumpy, it's because all these other things have like stressors have built up. Maybe I, you know, had like a, some kind of uncomfortable exchange with a person that made me and like mm-hmm. all those things came together and then I'm tired on top of it. Right. So going to bed is the like honestly going to bed sometimes if it means like leaving a bunch of crap undone and knowing that like I'm not going to get everything on my to-do list done but I'm mm-hmm. just going to go to bed because tomorrow I'm going to wake up with a fresh slate like just kind of setting it up that way for myself. Yeah. Like it just it allows me to be grumpy but to not extend it any longer than I have yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And like to know that it's just going to get washed away while I'm sleeping. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So there you go. There you Megan go. and Sarah get grumpy. We did. Hopefully we got ungrumpy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a solution for getting ungrumpy. And that is that I want you to tell people about Tuesday tea time with Clara and Megan, which is one of my favorite new things that we're doing, yes. but you're doing. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people might not know about it because if they only interact with us on the podcast or Instagram, where we have well, a, I wonder if there's a way that we can pull down one of the videos and put it in we, the show notes. We can. We? we can do that. And there's also right. a there's a playlist on Facebook that makes it it's public. So you don't have to like be on Facebook a lot. I'll link to the whole playlist. But tell everybody what it is first. Sure. So Clara and I um, have talked about doing this for years. We did one a long time ago um, and we just sat around and drank tea and talked. Um, and we've been meaning to do it, but like, we've just not put structure around it. And finally I said, what if we just do it on Tuesdays? We know that you'll always be with me on Tuesdays. And she got really excited about it. I actually love that we kind of waited though. Cause now she, you know, she watches you YouTubers. Like she mm-hmm. understands kind of how the stuff is done Yeah, and she takes it very seriously. Like she plans content it's so and cute. like she answers comments. It's really cute, but we just talk like it's about 10 minutes. We do a Facebook live video, um, which we're going to try to figure out how to maybe push over and like to the, the site at least once yeah. and then we just talk about like 
she shows her art or whatever she's working on. If we're doing a project, we'll talk about that. Like she talks about school. She talked about her spelling bee. What was the one we just did? You guys talked about coloring because my kids watched it after school yesterday and they realized that you guys color with Sharpies. And I have like, I have like a weird control issue with Sharpies. I like, I I, (laughs) will, I worry that my kids are going to get them all over everything. Like you can't wipe off Sharpies. So no. um, But yesterday after watching Tuesday tea time with Megan and Clara, we got out all of our like adult coloring books, like the ones you guys were. And I let them color with Sharpies and they were happy (gasps) for like a long time. So well, it's so satisfying. There's something about the way a Sharpie fills up those little tiny those little tiny spaces and shapes that yes. um, is really fun. Yes. So yay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll link, we'll definitely link up that particular video in the show notes. And then if you're on Facebook, just find the mom hour and, and it's in our videos. We don't do a lot of other videos. So that's the yeah. main, Easy the main series right now. Um, and, and we're doing them Tuesdays, like, you know, in the evening, like around five o'clock. Yeah. When we've been doing them. So. Yeah. No, I, I've actually, it's like, because it's your content thing, I, it hasn't been on my radar. So it almost is like a nice surprise. I'm like, Oh, they did another video. I'm like a fan. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a producer on this project. I'm a fan. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay guys. Well, we will be back in your ears on Tuesday with another new regular episode of the mom hour. Everything we talked about is always at the You can also email us and tell us why you're grumpy. Hello at the or tell us anything that you would like. And Megan, this was fun. This was really fun. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K E R I K A dot A P P and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, the teas made. I launched back in November. And so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know, I am fan number one of the teas made. It's got such a cozy vibe and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines and home and family life. Just look for the teas made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.